The LA Kings lost to the Devils as Jonathan Quick continues to struggle. Will he be able to turn his season around? Did Todd McClellan not do Quick any favors by when he decided to use him? Also, did Quinton Byfield follow up his best game as a King with another solid performance? We'll talk about all that and more on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. As we start a new week, we have 1,115 subscribers at last check. If you're new to the show or the YouTube channel, we have a goal of getting 100 new subscribers each month, and we've already hit our goal for this month halfway through the month. That is awesome. Thank you guys so much for that. It is much appreciated. Uh, you only need to subscribe once to get notified about new episodes. Um, but uh, if you like the show, uh, keep hitting that like button. Uh, it helps the show to get uh, recognized and promoted uh, thanks to the YouTube algorithm or, or so I'm told. So anyway, thank you again for all of your support, whether you're listening on the podcast or you're watching the YouTube channel. I'm Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show. That's been putting out content for the past 16 years and of course a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. Hope you had a great weekend. The Kings, well, not so great as they lost to the New Jersey Devils on Saturday night in their last game. 5-2 was the final. The Kings didn't play awful. Um, as a matter of fact, I thought they played a great first period, but overall not good enough to get a win over a good up-and-coming New Jersey team. Devils are the third-best team right now in the NHL. Only Boston and Carolina have more points than them. And the win by the Devils set a new NHL record. It was their 17th win in their first 20 road games this season. As for the game, uh, it was 2-2 in the second period, but the Devils scored twice to close out the period, had a 4-2 lead going into the third, and then the only goal in the third period was into the Kings' empty nets. Kevin Fiala and Andre Kopitar scored both the Kings' uh, goals, both on the power play. Fiala scored his 16th of the season on a tap-in on a great pass from Gabe Lavardi. Um, Kopitar scored his 12th of the year on a deflection on a point shot from Drew Doughty. Kings had their chances, including a shorthanded chance by Jarrett Anderson Dolan after an awesome play and pass by Blake Lazat, and then a penalty shot from Kevin Fiala. But unfortunately, both chances came up empty. LA went two for four on the power play while killing off two of the three New Jersey power play chances. As usual, the Kings outshot their opponents 37-28, and as usual, the Kings were outhit. 32 to 21. Victor Arvidsson was back in the lineup for the Kings, playing on the second line with Philip Deneau and Alex Iafalo. This was after he missed the previous game due to an illness, and that put Carl Grundstrom out of the lineup. Gabe Velarde slid down to the third line. But the biggest change in the lineup for the game against New Jersey was the surprising start by veteran goalie Jonathan Quick, at least surprising to me. I'll get more into that in a moment. Um, but unfortunately for Quick, it was not a, a great performance. Um, as has been the case for most of this season and a lot lately, it seems. Um, it's not as if he didn't have some good saves, but a goalie is always judged by the goals that he allows. The first goal 
that he allowed was with the Devils on a power play, but Quick did allow a pretty fat rebound right in the crease, and it was put in after an initial save. Second goal was a two-on-one, so the teammates for Jonathan Quick didn't do him any favors on that one. However, defenseman Sean Walker did do his job on a two-on-one. He took away the pass. That meant that the shooter was one-on-one with Jonathan Quick, and unfortunately the shooter scored far post stick side after having some time to kind of pick his spot. The third goal by New Jersey was the one, though, that was really bad, and it ended up being the game-winning goal. It was just a routine shot by a rookie defenseman that only had one goal in his career coming into the game, and Quick has to stop that shot. Just a wrist shot from outside the left face-off dot, no screen, saw it all the way, and it beat Quick stick side with him not completely set in net. Again, he has to stop that shot. Fourth goal went off of Kevin Fiala, then it bounced off the ice and deflected it, and that was just bad luck, but um, also the kind of save that maybe Phoenix Copley has been making, um, where he just kind of gets big in net and lets the puck hit him regardless of where it gets to him or how it gets to him. Um, but either way, it wasn't a great night for Jonathan Quick as he allowed four goals on 27 shots. Overall on the season, Quick is now 8-10-4, and 3.43 goals against average and 8.83 save percentage. And the numbers aren't getting any better. He has now lost six straight games, going 0-4-2 in his last six. The goals against average in those last six games is 383. The save percentage is 866. Those are not good numbers. I was curious how this stretch of games for Quick compares to maybe some other tough stretches he's had over his career. So I looked at his career game logs. Um, He is currently tied for his longest career losing streak. He's lost six in a row. Um, He also lost six in a row going 0-4-2 early in the 2021-23 season. He lost six straight all in regulation in the 2017-18 season, although he did follow that up with a six-game winning streak. Uh, There were some stretches where he lost eight of nine back in 2010-2011 and again in 2013-2014. So he has had some stretches of games where he has lost before, as any goaltender who's had the number of starts Jonathan Quick has had would probably have. However, I doubt his goals against average or his save percentage were as bad as they are now, um, I did not have time to crunch the numbers, all of that. Um, Plus, he knew during those stretches before that he was going to have the chance to play his way out of those bad stretches, and he did. Now, as the clear number two goalie, he likely isn't going to get those chances, at least that's how it looks for the moment. I think Quick will be tested like he's never been tested in his career. He's going to have to try and find his game with limited playing time. Now, the Kings do have a stretch of only one game in the next 13 days uh, in late January and early February with the All-Star break mixed in as well. So there are some specific days where players can't be on the ice. That's negotiated with the Players Association. But there is going to be time for Jonathan Quick to get with goalie coach Bill Ranford and really work on some fundamentals, try and use this break as a reset for the rest of the season. Um, there is still time for Jonathan Quick to turn it around, but I think the way he's played lately, it's given us all a tough feeling and some tough things to have to try and think about. Um, there was a basketball coach named Rudy Tomjanovich. He won a couple of championships with the Houston Rockets. And after one of their championships, he had a famous quote, and it was, quote, never underestimate the heart of a champion. And I think we're all kind of holding on to that right now when it comes to Jonathan Quick. He is a champion. He has a great heart. He is a hell of a competitor. 
But this is something that we see in sports and we have seen in sports and we'll continue to see in sports because if a player plays long enough, eventually um, their skills start to erode and they're not as good as they once were. I mean, there is a huge cliche in sports that says that uh, father time is undefeated. Um, clearly, we all know that Jonathan Quick's career in the NHL and as an LA King is drawing to a close, but we all hoped it would have a more fitting ending than it appears to be heading at this point. Um, he's the greatest goalie in LA Kings history. He is probably a Hall of Famer. He will have his jersey retired, and number 32 will be in the Raptors at Crypto.com Arena shortly after he decides to call it a career. Is there still time to turn it around? Yes, there is. I mean, after all, it wasn't that long ago that as Kings fans, we were all wondering, could the team turn things around the way the season was going? It didn't look good. And then suddenly um, they get a win over Boston and they start to play much better hockey. And now things are looking pretty good. But again, the Kings as a team could play their way through that. Jonathan Quick is going to have to do this while not seeing a lot of time in net, at least as it stands right now, unless there's an injury to Phoenix Copley or something unforeseen happens. Um, but that's going to be quite a challenge for Jonathan Quick. Again, is he up to it? Is he? Does he have the heart of a champion? He does. Um, but again, I think we also knew if you paid attention, you know a little bit about the goaltending position. And I'm not certainly trying to come off like I'm any kind of expert on goaltending. But Jonathan Quick has always been a very athletic goaltender. He's been a reactionary goaltender. Um, he has been a great goalie because of his quickness, because of his skills, because of his athleticism. And obviously, as you get older, those things aren't quite what they used to be. And it just maybe it's just off a little bit, but that's enough. So, again, like I said, this is probably the biggest challenge of Jonathan Quick's career. Um, he'll work on it as hard as anybody. I know that. He, again, he's as competitive as any L.A. King I've ever seen. Um, and we're all hoping to keep our keeping our fingers crossed that uh, things can turn around here at some point, but, um, and everyone's saying the right things and they should, um, you know, Todd McClellan has said it. Uh, you've heard Jim Fox say it when he's been our guest before they still have a belief in Jonathan quick. They still think he has a important role to play on this team and everyone respects him and he's earned that respect. But again, if you're a Kings fan, you've seen the way he's played this season. You've seen the way he's played lately. And it gives you that kind of sick feeling in your stomach that, uh, we knew going into the season, that maybe it would be the end this year as Jonathan Quick is an LA King. Maybe it would be the end of his career. Um, but we certainly hoped that it didn't go the way it's going now. Hopefully he can turn it around. But again, it's going to be a pretty big challenge to see if Jonathan Quick can, can get on track and be an important piece with the Kings as the number two goaltender to Phoenix Copley, who, you know, we'll talk about this, I'm sure, at some point. But Phoenix Copley is going to play more games this season than he's ever played in his NHL career. So he's in uncharted territory as well um, and could certainly use a reliable number two to help give him a break every now and then. But again, that's uh, that's for another show. Right now, we're just uh, we're hoping Jonathan Quick can figure it out. But uh, he's, he's in a struggle as it stands right now. Hopefully his next start, whenever that's going to be, uh, he can uh, put a better performance together and build on that going forward. Did Kings head coach Todd McClellan not do Jonathan Quick any favors by when he decided to use him. We're going to talk about that in just a moment, but I need to let you know that this episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. 
This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, costs you less than $3 a day, and it's just one scoop in a cup of water. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make things easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So maybe I'm missing something. Uh, I talked about it at the time, and I don't understand why King's head coach Todd McClellan played Jonathan Quick against New Jersey and not against San Jose. Todd McClellan knows more about hockey than I will ever know. And I'm sure he has access to maybe some information that I don't, but that doesn't mean that it really made sense for him to start a struggling goalie against a a bad team rather than a good one. Or at least he had the choice to do one or the other, and he decided to do the latter. I said it on last week's show. I thought it was a really good spot to get Jonathan Quick back in net against a lesser opponent when the Sharks were in town this past Wednesday. Plus, Quick had already beaten the Sharks earlier this season on November 25th, allowing two goals on 21 shots and a 5-2 victory. Instead, McClellan decided to put Quick back in net after 13 days off against the best road team in the NHL. New Jersey is 17-2-1 on the road this season. So I looked at Jonathan Quick's career numbers against New Jersey, seeing if that maybe maybe, uh, provided any insight. Um, His career numbers against New Jersey, I'm assuming this is regular season only, Five, five, and two going into the game this past Saturday. His career numbers against the Sharks, if you're curious, 19, 15, and eight. So again, you have a goalie that is struggling to find his game. You have a choice of playing him against one of the worst teams in the NHL or one of the best. I don't know. Seems like an obvious choice to me. Plus, if you were concerned about Phoenix Copley's workload recently, the Kings have four days off after the New Jersey game. Copley would get plenty of rest after starting against the Devils before the Kings' next game this Thursday against the Dallas Stars. The only thing I can think of that Todd McClellan was hoping that Quick could get a big win against a really good team and that could maybe spark him uh, better and give him more confidence than it would if he had beaten a team like San Jose. It was, after all, as I mentioned earlier, after the Kings win over Boston that the team got sparked and went on this run that they've gone on lately. Maybe he felt the same could happen for Jonathan Quick. I don't know. I would have started Quick against the Sharks, knowing it was more likely the Kings would score enough goals, even if Quick was off his game, to still get a win in that game. And I would have started Phoenix Copley against the Devils. Again, I I don't know why he decided to make that decision. It seemed like an obvious decision to me. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe there is, I don't know. I don't know what it could be, but sometimes uh, things are a lot easier than they seem. Um, And that just seemed to make total sense to me. So that wasn't the decision that was made. Um, I don't think Todd McClellan, frankly, did Jonathan Cook any favors by starting him against New Jersey and not against San Jose, but that's, that's the decision he made. And, uh, Again, I'm not sitting here telling you that everything that happened in that New Jersey game is all on Jonathan Quick's shoulders. Obviously, the team in front of him could have played better, could have scored more goals on some of the chances they had, um, could have not taken penalties like Kevin Fiala did that led to that first power play goal, so on and so forth. It's not all Jonathan Quick's fault. But again, 
like I said, you've got a goalie that's struggling. You could play him against one of the worst teams in the league to help him have a good game, get some confidence, or you could play him against one of the best teams in the league and the best road team in the NHL. And he decided to go with uh, with the uh, playing him against the Devils. I don't know. Didn't agree with it, but we'll move forward with that. Um, how did Quentin Byfield follow up his best game as a king? Uh, we're going to talk about that as well. Um, and things are getting interesting in the Pacific Division. We'll give you the details on that. But first, I need to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from hockey to the NFL playoffs that are going on right now. Oh, please say a prayer for my poor wife, the Chargers fan. That was ugly. Um, you've got basketball as well, the NBA and college playoffs, and uh, they've even got uh, eSports you can bet on as well. Um, BetOnline.net also has podcasts if you're into that. I'm sh- sure you are if you're listening to this. Uh, you can find all that on BetOnline. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile, mobile device to learn more. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. So another question I had going into the New Jersey game was how would Quinton Byfield follow up his best game as an L.A. King where he had a primary assist on an Adrian Kempe goal and scored a goal and a nice deflection as well against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, how would he follow that effort up against uh, the New Jersey Devils in his next game? Well, honestly, not very well. Um, took a bad penalty early in the game when he grabbed the jersey of Dallas, or excuse me, of Devils star Jack Hughes. Um, grabbing the jersey it's pretty easy for the referees to see. That was a, that was a bad move on on Quinton's part. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I should say, uh, the Kings did kill off that penalty. Um, his best play was a scoring chance in the opening period, but unfortunately, he got the puck in close on the goaltender who had dropped down, and he just had nowhere to put the puck. He was no no there was no room, there was no area for him to lift the puck up uh, into the net. Just got too close into the goalie, but there was a decent chance there. Unfortunately, the goalie dropped down and had all everything low covered. Um, there was a really bad turnover by Quentin Byfield in the second period that led to a great scoring chance for New Jersey. Fortunately, Jonathan Quick did make the save on that one. Uh, and Byfield was moved down to the third line in the third period, along with Blake Lazat and Gabe Velarde. Um, Kevin Fiala was moved back up on the top line with Andre Kopitar and Adrian Kempe. We'll see if that is something that continues going forward. Um, but bottom line, if you were hoping, like, like I'm sure most of us were, that uh, that big game by Quinton Byfield, that it was something that he could follow up on, build upon, translate into him playing better in the next game. Well, it didn't happen in the next game. Maybe it'll happen going forward. Maybe this will, again, uh, give him some confidence going in the next few games. We'll have to wait and see. But as for the very next game after his big game against San Jose, did it translate into a more noticeable um, effort from from Quinton Byfield? Um, The answer, unfortunately, was no uh, to that question. It is Monday, so we always like to check in on the Pacific Division standings. Uh, and for, you know, we're starting a new week. And uh, if you haven't noticed, the hottest team in the NHL right now is in the Pacific Division. Unfortunately, it's not the LA Kings. Uh, the number one team in the Pacific Division, as has been the case for most of the season, is still the Vegas Golden Knights, a record of 28-14-2 for 58 points. Uh, but there is some injury news involving the Golden Knights, their captain, Mark Stone. Uh, is going to be out at least a week, if not more. He had a lot of injury issues last year, and they have cropped up again, at least for the moment. The team that's the hottest team in the NHL right now is the new second-place team in the Pacific Division. That is the Seattle Kraken. Uh, 26-12-4 is the record. 56 points, just two points behind Vegas. They have won eight in a row 
And they just wrapped up a seven-game road trip going 7-0. and That had never happened in NHL history before. The Seattle Kraken are one of the best, if not one, if not the best story uh, in the NHL season as a team this year. Nobody saw this coming, but the Kraken are for real. Uh, the LA Kings are tied with the Kraken in points. Both have 56, but the Kings right now would be in third spot because um, they have, well, they have four fewer, uh, four more games played than Seattle. Um, and I think Seattle also has one more regulation win than the Kings as well. Again, the Kings record 25, 15 and six for 56 points. Calgary right now is your fourth place team, 21, 14 and nine for 51 points. Uh, they've played nine games this season that have gone to overtime or a shootout. So they are taking advantage of the quote unquote loser point that some people like to call it. They also have a couple of games in hand on the Kings, but they are five points back uh, of LA in the standings. So are the Edmonton Oilers, also 51 points. Their record is 24, 18, and three. They've played one more game than Calgary, so the Flames get the four spot. And Edmonton right now has the five spot. Vancouver, 18, 22, and three, 39 points. San Jose, uh, 13, 23, and eight, 34 points. And Anaheim, 12, 27, and four. 28 points. Those are your sixth, seventh, and eighth place teams in the Pacific Division. And for the Ducks, those 28 points, only Chicago in the NHL has fewer uh, in the entire league. We need to give you a quick rain check as we uh, wrap up the show uh, and check in on how the Kings AHL affiliate did over the past couple days. And uh, they did well. They went 2-0 uh, with wins over the San Diego goals. The first win was on Friday in San Diego. 3-1 was the final Matt Valalta was in net for that when he allowed one goal on just 18 shots. Martin Kromiak and Jacob Moverari had goals, as did someone named Terrell Goldborn. I am unfamiliar with that gentleman's work. Apparently, it's a new player that the Reign have brought in. Terrell Goldborn scored a goal. Uh, anyway, uh, on Saturday, the Reign also picked up a home win over the goals, 5-2. This time, Cal Peterson was in net for that one. He allowed two goals on 32 shots. Martin Kromiak had his second goal in as many nights to go along with two assists. Leas Anderson added his team-leading 12th goal of the season, and Samuel Pogimo added his 10th. He's second on the team in goal scoring. So a nice weekend for, I guess, Friday, Saturday, uh, extended weekend for the Ontario Reign as they pick up a couple of wins. And uh, some of the players of note we mentioned got uh, Cal Peterson getting a win in that second game. And Martin Kromiak scoring a couple of goals and having a couple of assists in those two wins as well. So good on the Ontario Reign for having a solid last couple of days. Want to let you know what's uh, coming up on the show this week. Uh, we are looking to have a special guest or two join us on the show. Stay tuned for that. Also, since there is a game on Thursday, that means that our Friday show will mostly be a recap of that game against the Dallas Stars. So we will have a Thursday feedback show if you have any thoughts on the Jonathan Quick situation or anything else involving the Kings or this show, you can leave a comment on the YouTube page or send me an email, lockedoneddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddie at gmail.com. Again, we'll have a feedback show this coming Thursday, not on Friday. Um, and again, your comments on the YouTube episodes are also welcome. I do read all of them and try to pick a few to read on the feedback shows as well uh please follow us on twitter we are at locked on la kings also on instagram at locked on la kings thank you for making locked on la kings your first listen now make your second listen locked on nhl prospects your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the nhl draft plus nhl draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team 
That is Locked On NHL Prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you so much for listening and watching Locked On LA Kings. Hope you enjoy your Martin Luther King holiday. And as always, go Kings go.